Do you travel for a living and struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle like I do? Or maybe you just struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle in general. This is the Road to Health Podcast and I am Tamar, your host for this adventure. I travel for business often, which presents some challenges in terms of achieving and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Join me on my perfectly imperfect journey as I implement the strategies I've learned from the coaches I work with and interview on my show to lose 40 pounds by June 1st, 2020. I don't always manage to resist the temptations that come from traveling for business, but by working on a few key areas of my mental and physical health, I'm managing to get healthier as I go. No one needs to take this journey alone. So if you struggle to make healthy choices on the road like I do, join me for this ride on the road to health. Well-traveled, well-lived. Hey everyone, what's going on? Tamar here from the Road to Health podcast. I'm happy that you are all here today. And as I'm recording, it's another beautiful sunny day. I absolutely love the sunshine. Uh, Like I've mentioned before, I would love to be somewhere all year round where I could wear flip-flops and shorts, but I think one of the benefits from working from home right now is that I can wear my golf shirt, which I wear for work, but I can also wear shorts and flip-flops if I so choose. So I'm trying to look at the bright side to this working from home thing right now uh, because I feel like if we all started to focus on the negative things and what sucks about it, then of course it's going to suck. So um, I'm, you know, taking advantage of this. I get to wear shorts and flip-flops because it's under my desk. Nobody can see them and it feels awesome. So anyhow, that's how I want to start the show today. And like I said, I hope you guys are all staying safe and healthy and that you're making the most of this time with your family or, you know, people in your lives that you get to talk to a little bit more often than you would have been able to because we are all so busy and also go, go, go all the time. Um, You know, I know I feel that way that, you know, there's some days where I just, I can't get a moment to just relax until I actually hit my head on the pillow and I'm ready to go to sleep as hard as I try. You know, sometimes I feel like that, you know, half an hour to an hour that I spend reading and meditating in the evening just isn't enough and I need to do a little bit more. So today I actually have, I'm working till noon and then I'm blocking off the rest of the day and I'm going to go read a book. I'm going to go for a walk in the sunshine. I'm going to do some meditation. I might even do that outside. Who knows? But I'm going to make sure that I do the self-care because I really need to focus on self-care right now. And I think that's something that a lot of us could use personally. So um, yeah, that's it for that part of it. Now, I don't know if you guys like to track things. I do. Um, I have been big into tracking things since I started this new part of my journey back in early 2019. One of the apps that I've actually been using to track my habits because I've now realized that it's, you know, I tend to focus on the end goal all the time and not about the habits that I can do each and every single day that'll get me one step closer. And now that I've shifted my focus into my mindset and to habits, the goal is just a result of all that work, right? And before you know it, you turn around and you're like, wow, I can't believe I've made it this far. Um, One of those such apps that I've been using is called Streaks and what you can do is you can actually enter 
12 habits, you can enter good habits or bad habits. So if there's something you want to, you know, get out of your life, like smoking or, you know, whatever, a bad habit that you just don't want anymore, you can track those as well, not doing them. And so streaks has really helped me. It keeps it basic because you just enter those habits. You can do a time thing. I know I've recently just added one where I was getting, um, I, I was working too much. I would spend too much time after hours uh, working on my course and working on my podcast above and beyond my day job. And so I was starting to feel a little bit burnt out. So one of my habits was actually working on my course for 15 minutes a day. And what I actually found, I've been doing this for a week and I'm almost completed my course now, is that when I'm spending, I only allot myself 15 minutes to work on it and I set the timer. There's actually a timer in the app under that habit. When I set myself a timer, I'm 100% focused on the course for 15 minutes where typically I would be working on something and then all of a sudden something else pops in my head and I put a note down or I switch to this or I switch to that because I like doing everything and I like doing it all at once. But you know what I've really come to realize is that when I actually put this focus into one thing and I will close my email, I will turn over my phone or shut it off, put it on do not disturb. If I know I only have 15 minutes of focus time to get what I need to get done, then I I focus the hell out of it, right? And I actually got more of my course done this week than I had prior without the stress, right? And it left me more time to do other things that I enjoy. So that was really something that I picked up this week, which I really enjoyed. So just something that I'm experiencing along on my journey you know, give it a try. If there's something that you really want to achieve right now, or there's just like, you know, there's something you're working towards, spend 15 minutes of focused time on a particular habit or something that's going to get you closer to that and see how you do, right? I mean, I've noticed a huge difference in a week. I'm not as tired because I'm not working on so many different things that I can't keep track of them all. And they, they kind of, some of them will fall off and I have to restart after a while, but just give it a try and, and, you know, let me know what, what happens to you. How, what is your experience around doing something focused for even as little as 15 minutes a day? Today, I have another absolutely amazing guest, my friend, Chef Annette White. Annette is a holistic lifestyle coach. She also is a holistic chef. She is plant-based nutrition focused and you get to hear her incredible story of where she beat stage four cancer using food as medicine. So she gives us so many tips and tricks about the value of nutrition and certain things that you can take that are going to help boost your immune system. And, you know, not just from supplements, she talks about the foods that you can eat that are superfoods, so to speak, that will help you increase your immune system, especially during a time like this. She's got a few different courses, which I'm going to leave you links to in the show notes. There's one of her courses, which is COVID-19 Wellness Healthy Habit Series, and then a crisis management for COVID-19. She is full of so much amazing information. I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. So without further ado, here's our chat. Hey, everybody. I am hanging out with Annette White right now. How are you doing, Annette? I'm doing good. I'm drinking this smoothie, so I'm great. Ooh, what you got in that smoothie? I don't even know 
because a doctor sent this to me and it's like so good and I'm gonna have to like send them a text later to find out what's in it. <laughs> yeah, and if you could send me the recipe, that would be fantastic. It's so good. It's for immune um immunity wellness. And so I'm like, this is like the jam right now. Just add I did add some camu powder to it. So just amp up the vitamin C. That's all I know that's in there. <laughs> so. <laughs> so there's a start. There's the secret ingredient. You just yeah. have to figure out the worst the the rest basically. Right. <laughs> um, so you have a podcast, Let's Veg About It podcast, which I listen to and I absolutely love the information. And you go by that veggie girl. G yes. U R L. Yes. If you had to put a little sass on it, you know, girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I nailed it. <laughs> um, and of course, I've heard your story before, but my listeners haven't. And right now, I think we're just in a time where people need a little bit more faith and they need a little bit more hope that they can get through. Um, any challenges they might be facing, hardship they might be facing, and know that they can also change their lifestyle. So can you tell us a bit about your story? Well, I'm currently now 40. So this, it feels so long ago, but it wasn't. So in my late 20s, when I was teaching, which I love, um, I got diagnosed with a stage four cancer. And I know I just, you know, throw that out there, but it was such a weird experience because I had had chronic health issues my entire life and never was officially diagnosed with anything. I was back and forth to the hospital all throughout my childhood. They would say I was anemic. They would tell, tell my mom I was a hypochondriac. They would say, oh, well, she eats too many Doritos or Cheetos or Oh, because she's from a single parent family. It must be that she's sad. So I was going to the therapist. I was going to the doctors. I was going to the ER all the time. So I kind of got in a place that I was just always going to be sick. And I had accepted that. But what had happened was when I was teaching for a period of time and I was teaching in sign language, I started having some really crazy symptoms that I had never had before. And it was pretty intense and it made my mom who lived in a different state come and visit me because she's like, what's going on? You need to go to the hospital. I had been to so many doctors, you know, I was like, what's the point? They're just going to tell me nothing's wrong with me again. And so we went to the doctor and the doctor was like, oh, well, you just, you're probably pregnant. You're probably pregnant. That's probably what it is. Wow. And I'm like, mm, don't think so. Don't think I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's not possible. Something you know. <laughs> yes, I would know. And there's no boobay, so there's no baby. <laughs> so she says, okay, well, there's definitely a mass. You definitely have like some girth. I don't know if it's from weight or, you know, what's going on. So she says, we're going to fast track you to the ER. And so I get to the ER, ER and we're there probably like 15 minutes. And I guess I've been in so, so many hospitals. My mom and I were like super relaxed. We're just like chilling, like trying to figure out if we we're going to play Monopoly on our phones. <laughs> because I had been in hospitals my whole life. So this is like, what's the drill? Like no big deal. Yeah. So they, you know, run, you know, run, you know, run the blood work. They do the um, scans in like 20 minutes after I got out of the scans, the ER doctor comes in and he swings back the curtain. He's like, how long have you been feeling sick and like we my mom and I look at each other and we're like what like why are you asking that he was like you have an eight pound mass inside of you 
Wow. And he's like, you're going to have to have emergency surgery. And he said, the reason why you probably feel the way you feel is because the mass is so large, it's pushing all your other organs up into your chest. And that's why your heart is beating so fast. And so we're like, yay, which sounds crazy because I had been sick for so long and we were finally ready, happy to have a thing be a thing. And so I have the emergency surgery the next day. Um, they take out the mass. It crushes my right ovary. So of course you're in your twenties. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, am I going to be able to have children? Like all these things that you're not supposed to be dealing with in your twenties, you know, is happening. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, you know, went through a really crazy recovery process, but I thought that was it. Like I didn't think anything was going to come from that. You know, fast forward six months later, you know, my mom was worried. So she's like, you can't be living out of state. So you need to move back, you know, somewhere close. So if something happens again, I'm back doing what I do, you know, which is teaching. And so I started feeling a little bit funny. And one thing the ER doctor told me, he's like, if you ever feel weird again, any of these symptoms go, go straight to the ER. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. So I was actually teaching <laughs> at a Saturday camp with another teacher. And I told her, I was like, I'm feeling weird and I think I'm going to go to the ER. And she's like, what? She's like, I have to go with you. She's like, you know, you don't have anybody with you. I'm going to drive you. Let's go. So we go to the ER and I'm like telling the doctor, like something is wrong with me. And she's like, okay, we're going to do all these tests and we'll get back to you. And so I'm like, okay. And she's like, you need to make an appointment with this person. And it was kind of one of those things where it's like, well, something could be wrong, but something couldn't be wrong. And so then they come back and they're like, we found all these like really, really tiny tumors. And we're confused because you just had a tumor removed. So after having that tumor removed, several tumors had grown back in its place. So now they're like, we got to send you to a specialist. And that's what starts the whole journey of, you know, officially getting diagnosed. And I don't want to make it too lengthy, but that was like what started the whole process. Right. And so, um, for your recovery, because obviously you're here today, so things ended up working out. What did you do and what really kind of, um, what was your, not motivation, but what inspired you to, you know, change the way you ate? Because you are uh, vegan, correct? Plant-based? Correct. Um, so did that help with your journey? Did that help with your recovery? That was the only way I'm, the reason I'm here, okay, because the type of cancer I had was a very, very rare blood dis blood cancer, and when it happened, they were like, we have never seen this in a woman of color, we have never seen it in someone your age, so they're like, we really don't have anywhere to go, so their thing was like, we're going to basically experiment on you and see what happens, but you're not going to make it out the process, because where you're at, it's just too dire. And there was like no hope. They basically had given me my expiration date. So that was when I was like, okay, I wanted to be in the driver's seat in the sense of what my quality of life was going to be. I didn't want to go the way they were telling me because they're like, there's not going to be any benefit. But it will, their whole thing was, it will help us help other people in the future. And I'm like, uh, I'm not trying to be nobody's experiment. That wasn't going to happen. And yeah. so... I started doing a lot of research. I started, you know, reading tons of articles and finding out about, you know, holistic medicine and natural shifts to make. And it was overwhelming, even though I, 
my background was in education. This was like something I was completely green in. I didn't know anything. I didn't know where to start at all. So I was watching every single documentary and just doing all the things. And thankfully, I came across a lot of people that were supportive and kind. And some of those people have become mentors and, you know, business partners on certain projects and stuff like that. But it was a very overwhelming journey. But the thing about that whole process, what I was able to come out with it was really how to be the CEO of my health. And you don't ever think about your body being like a business or a corporation, but it really is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have a business or you've worked for a company where they have like really crappy management or horrible employees, you're just like, why is this person here? They need to manage it better. But our bodies are the same way. Like if we don't do things that, you know, keeps us functioning and thriving, the default setting is just badness and mm. that's where we sit and I was there I was a teacher I was eating all the tv dinners drinking all the sweet tea it was so bad girl I would go to places and they knew my name and my order before I even they saw me oh. wow yeah it was I, like that <laughs> I you know what I am one of those people too it was like anytime I'd watch cheers when I was younger I'm like I want to be that person and I became that person and then I realized I didn't want to be that person anymore no, it's not the just, it's not the life you want by any means, because when you're eating stuff that's so toxic to your, you know, it's not just toxic to you physically, it's toxic to you emotionally. And I, you know, when I look at my life now, if you had told me that I would have been plant-based, I'd have been like, no. If you had told me I would, I, I would be doing what I love in the sense of cooking, I would have been like, no, because that was my initial childhood dream, but my uncle who taught me tons of stuff throughout my life, he didn't want me ever to work with food because he was a chef and he's like, it's not for women. You need to do something that's like easier. So it's like now having this life, it's such a weird thing to be in this space, but I'm so grateful for it. But I never anticipated this by any means. But once I started doing research and started understanding how the body works and how food is really medicine and that doing it would make a big difference and to be in a situation where they're literally telling you you're going to be dead in four to six months and 22 months later to have no tumors they're all gone now i have to say that in that process there's a couple of things that you need to understand because <laughs> people hear that and they're like okay but i'm like okay think about it it was 22 months almost close to two years so it was like hardcore work People make it seem like that it's an easy process, and it wasn't. It was grueling. It was hard. I hated it. Like, really and truly, I hated it. The food, you know, changing my taste buds. I was going through withdrawals in the sense of not having sugar. The emotional part of, you know, changing your diet and how many things that brings up because you have these creature comforts. Um, I lost my eyesight for a period of time. My teeth started falling out. So if you look at me on social media and you're like, why doesn't she ever smile? You rarely see me smile because I lost my teeth through my cancer journey. So <laughs> I'm not really into smiling because everybody's like, you have resting, you know, angry girl face. And I'm like, it's not on purpose. I used to smile all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't now. I, I do. I do the side profile smile. You got to get me from a good side. Yeah. The mystery has just been answered. So any of you that were wondering, she just let you in on this mystery. 
Yeah, because people always say, you're so mean, and I in your pictures, <laughs> I think you're so mean, and then when I hear you on your podcast or have, you know, have cooking classes with you, you're so, you know, warm and nice and kind, they go, but from your pictures, you can't tell, and I'm like, it's not on purpose, y'all, it's not on purpose, and I promise you, it's not. And I can vouch for that. I can definitely vouch for that. Um, Thank you. Were you a chef? Um, did you become a chef after the cancer or before? After. I started cooking at a very young age, though. My uncle was in culinary school when I was little. And so my mom was in college. He was in culinary school. And so while she was in school, he would actually watch me. So he would go to class and then we would cook all day. And so my mom picked me up. So, and even when he got into restaurants, I went to work with him. I cook with him. So food was something I always love. I always, even when I was teaching, I would bake on the weekends. It was like my therapy was my place to go. And I really, when I finished high school, I really wanted to go to culinary school. And he was like, not having it like at all. He was like, no, you are not doing this. You're going to go be like, and you know, an ophthalmologist technician. Like he came up with so many jobs he wanted me to do. So I finally just went into, you know, the, the field of education because that was my other love was working with children. So. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So for those people who don't know, what exactly is a holistic chef? Well, we focus on whole body wellness and what happens when like what's going on in your lifestyle. And for me, I really focus on lifestyle medicine, you know, dealing with your stressors, dealing with any food sensitivities that you have, um, any emotional things, because a lot of stuff that we have with food is emotional, there's triggers, and there's certain reasons that we eat certain things. And also recalibrating your system, because a lot of times what people don't realize is that when you develop disease, it just doesn't happen overnight. It's because you have so many nutritional deficiencies and you have to get back into alignment. And one of the best ways to do that is nourishing your body. And the thing about with food, you don't have to worry about side effects. You know, we're in this place where everybody is just like prescribed, prescribed, prescribed. And it's not to say that prescriptions are not necessary. In some cases they are, but a lot of things can be fixed with food. It just takes a longer time. And people want this fast forward type of life where they want it right now, but you're not realizing the toxicity that you're putting into your system with your liver, you, you know, you're messing up your, your gut flora, you're having all these gut bacteria. That's why we have so many people that have leaky gut now. And then you're doing things that are suppressing your immune system and your natural internal pharmacy. And then once you're not having that medication, everything's like all kinds of kooky crazy when you could have just gone back to basic and ate things and consumed things, you know, like grandma used to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's one thing I think I've really realized over the last six months since I started the, well, four months since I started the podcast, but um, really kind of figuring out those foods that my body enjoys because before I used to, I was incredibly opinionated and I'm like, this is what you should do. This is how I lost 75 pounds. And of course, everything I did was never sustainable because it was that, okay, I'm going to eat broccoli, chicken and rice every single day. And then I'm going to like trash my body on the weekend by eating everything and anything that I could because I was allowed a cheat meal or a cheat day. And now I've changed it to, okay, I'm addicted to sugar. I'm terribly addicted to sugar. And it's been about six, seven weeks since I've actually had any sugar, but I'm starting to finally realize what certain foods affect me. So 
I know a lot of people right now are probably figuring out or trying to figure out ways to boost their immune system. Can you talk a bit about the therapeutic qualities that food has? Well, I'm so glad you're talking about sugar because it so suppresses your immune system. And we're in the same club because even being plant-based and being alkaline, I was still addicted to sugar. And this is the thing you don't even know. I mean, I am a holistic chef. I, you know, specialize in culinary medicine. I do all the things. I know all the stuff. And my health coach was like, you're still addicted to sugar. And I was like, you are confused, bro. I am not. <laughs> like, I am alkaline. And he was like, you alkaline, but you are still a you know a sugar addict and i'm yeah. like he, he, he calls it a, a crackhead but <laughs> i don't know if that's appropriate on your podcast so you, uh, you can say it <laughs> uh, so what he had me do was do fruit tracking and i didn't realize how many carbs i was consuming i was becoming a smarter you know addict in the sense of like i wasn't eating candy bars and having sweet tea but i was having tons of bananas and dates which are like okay well that's healthy but for certain people, it doesn't work, and it doesn't work for me anymore. And during the time that we're doing right now, where immuno wellness is so important, the biggest thing in all the conversations that I'm having when doctors are sending patients of theirs to me, or I'm working with clients, is like you've got to get that sugar under control because this virus needs toxicity to survive. And so, if you're suppressing your immune system because you're overstressed, because we all are, and you're eating sugar-based products, processed, or even the natural ones, because there's only a few natural ones that you really should be having when it comes to sugar, then you're putting yourself in a space to incubate and activate toxicity and disease. And nobody wants that or nobody needs that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the thing I tell people, I say veggies are bae, which you already know, but fruit is your boo. So it's like, <laughs> The, the veggies are the primary relationship you want to be be with. Those are the ones you want to see on your plates for breakfast and for lunch and for dinner. And it, because it has all the nutrients that you need, it has all the vitamins and minerals that you need. Now, fruit is great, but it kind of has to be your boo. You know, you, you know, you need to see it, but you don't need to oversee it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> love it. <laughs> So for those of you that are maybe in a codependent relationship, think about that. You know, it's like your fruit. <laughs> yes. It's got to be on the side. you got to have a little bit. And it was funny because I, I never said that before. And I was talking um, to my nephew and he's like, well, if veggies are bae, what are fruit? Because we have fruit. And I was like, fruit is your boot. And he was like, yeah. Because I, I said, you know how at school you had that one girl you really, really like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the one that always does her hair. And I'm like, yeah, you like her. But there's another girl that you kind of like, you friends with, and you like color with her. I said, but she's not really like the main one you like. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and how old is he? Isn't he like five-ish? Well, that's not, no, that, that's my youngest nephew. This oh, that's the youngest kid. one. Yeah, that's the youngest one. This <laughs> one is older. This one's older. This one's 10. So, so it, it, it helped him understand it because for him, it had to be something like he could get and comprehend. And so, you know, he'll even say, well, you know, I had, you know, too many fruit booze. And he says, I'm not feeling so great now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that so much. Um, what about 
natural sweeteners. I mean, I know there's specific sweeteners that are not good for you, but if somebody is like, okay, you know what? I need something. Um, is there anything you'd recommend or would you just say no, stay away from it all? No, 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 no. See, a lot of people, when they go plant-based, they like overload into things like agave nectar, which is like, so not what you need to be doing. It like spikes your blood sugar level, even though people says it doesn't, it makes you even stay more addicted and I'm like, back in the day, back in the day, oh my gosh, I used to buy agave nectar by the gallon. <laughs> and I would pump it into my Vitamix for my smoothies. And my health coach at the time, I have a different health coach now, but him, he was the one that was helping me with cancer. He was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I didn't get this kale in and all these vegetables that are cruciferous and they're disgusting. And the only way I could do it was put loads and loads of agave in there. And he was like, no. And the other ones that people normally gravitate to are like coconut sugar and date sugar. And these are ones that you think because they're natural, they're okay. But if you're a sugar addict like myself and you, then you need to go to things like green stevia powder or green, green stevia drops or golden monk fruit that has that brown color to it or monk fruit drops. Those are the ones that you want to have because you're not going to have the surge. You're not going to have the rush and they're not going to add any oxidative stress to your system. And they're a lot more alkaline and alkalinity is important now because disease can't survive in alkalinity viruses, cancer, diabetes. When you have more alkaline resources and nutrients, those things that are invaders can't live. They don't want to live there. It's like, I'm gonna give you another analogy. <laughs> Keep them I'm, coming. I'm like, I'm like, should I say this? Is this the right audience? They may be like, oh, she's a little bit, she's a little bit extra. Um, <laughs> They'll love it. So, if you've ever had this life, this is not my life. This is my friend's life. But um, one of my friends growing up, she would always say, we ha when we would go in the kitchen, she would always turn on all the lights. And I was like, why do you turn on like so many lights? She says, well, when I turn on all the lights, all the cockroaches go away. And I was like, that's crazy. So <laughs> you don't, you don't want to light up your body and activate all the, the crazy. You want to turn the lights on of alkalinity because when you turn those lights on, the invaders don't want to live there. They, they live in toxicity, they live in darkness. And so if you're putting those alkaline nutrients on, you're basically like turning on the lights on in the kitchen and they're like, oh, we got to go. We can't be in here. She might bring in some, you know, broccoli and we don't do broccoli. So I have to leave where they're having potato chips and sweet tea with, you know, aspartame. I need that environment. So yeah. they leave. So. Wow. So... <laughs> I, I love your analogies. I'm just going to keep interviewing you over and over again just to get those. And then we'll do like little <laughs> snippets of Annette's analogy for the day. <laughs> um, speaking of stress foods um, or foods, I, you call them good mood food. Um, to fight this disease and to boost your al alkalinity. Did I say it right? That's right. Yes. I say I'm ESL because I was actually born in Holland, but I was only there for a year. But it's a really good excuse for my grammar being off sometimes. So um, what, what type of foods can help fight stress, of course, depression that you call those good mood foods? Okay, so there's a few things that a lot of people are probably really deficient in. Because when we get stressed, this is what people may not know, is that we burn out all our reserves are very key essential vitamins and minerals so we have this epidemic of magnesium deficiency and it's because when we get stressed we just 
burn all that out. It's also potassium and things of that nature too, but magnesium is probably the biggest one that people have. But this is the thing, you can pay off that magnesium debt or deficiency by preloading to protect your mental and your body by just having certain foods. So having like pumpkin seeds, I add those to my salads. I actually have a pumpkin seed falafel that I make, super simple. Having things like Swiss chard. And ladies, if you have cramps, Swiss chard needs to be the bay that you're super in love with because when that time of the month comes, you can saute up some Swiss chard or massage it into your next salad with some balsamic vinegar and it will help you not have cramps. Um, things like quinoa and sesame seeds. You can have macadamia nuts. You can make things with hemp seeds. Like I love making hemp milk because of the magnesium component in it or having things like almonds or if you're a bean person, having black beans and kidney beans or black eyed peas. All these things will help you deal with stress because magne magnesium helps to improve the brain stress response by you know protecting the neurons from getting over excited or over stressed and it also maintains the integrity of the um the blood vein the excuse me the blood brain barrier and reduces the amount of stress hormones that are able to get into the brain so this is a time especially when we're being confined and you feel like you're out of control you're just exhausting yourself of those minerals and people like to overload and take you know magnesium supplements and of course you don't only you only want to do that if your doctor is recommending that mm -hmm. especially if you're on medication things of that nature but i'm just like preload preload if you are stressed and you need to be putting these things on your plate and seeing it and having it on a regular basis. The other thing that I would say that's important with this stress during time is having vitamin C. Now, vitamin C, we always think about for immuno wellness, but vitamin C is especially important for cortisol. So when we get stressed, we secrete cortisol and it's just going all crazy. What happens we have right now is so many people have adrenal fatigue and that's because they have a vitamin D vitamin C deficiency. And that's another thing that you lose, not just magnesium, but you also, when you experience a stress, excuse me, sorry, when you experience stress or a prolonged trauma or are recovering from trauma, you, you have no vitamin C reserves. You're not able to push out any of that toxicity out of your system. So having vitamin C foods throughout the day is so important. And this is the thing, y'all, with vitamin C, you don't want to just go be getting all these Z packs and doing all this stuff because you want it to be bioavailable, meaning that it's there in your system throughout the day. Because every time you take a potty, you know, that's that <laughs> that's that first grade teacher in me coming out, you have a potty, <laughs> you lose your vitamin C reserves. So if you're taking something it's not going to stay in your system as long as it needs to. So supplementation is great, but you have to have vitamin C throughout the day. So how are you putting vitamin C? What vitamin C ingredient are you putting in your smoothies for breakfast? What vitamin C are you putting in your lunch? What, what vitamin resource are you putting in your dinner? And you can easily do it. It's not going to be anything that's too taxing or calm, calming. So it's like, let's say you have a stir fry. You like stir fry. You go to the Chinese restaurant. You want to make a stir fry at home. Then make it with red bell peppers. Because red bell peppers are like 157% vitamin C per cup. If you're having a smoothie, don't just have oranges. Have things in there like papaya, which are 234% um, for a half of a medium papaya. Or have kiwi in your smoothies. Or if you're like me and you like cauliflower, because cauliflower can do all the things, y'all. It can be crust and it can be nachos, because, ooh, I'm about to have some cauliflower nachos today because I'm talking about it. <laughs> <You> can... 
<laughs> but you use cauliflower as the chip and you're getting in your vitamin C component. So it's so essential now that you're preloading your immune system, not just for immunity, but also for stress. So vitamin C, magnesium will probably be my top two things when it comes to the mineral component component of um, magnesium or the vitamin component when it comes to vitamin C. Oh, that's, you know what? I was writing those down as you were saying them. I'm like, I might make a smoothie right after this. (laughs) (laughs) And the cauliflower, because I'm following keto right now, um, because I just, my addiction to sugar, obviously, but um, do you have a cauliflower mac and cheese that you make at all? Or do you, you don't do dairy at all? Correct. No, but I'm working on a cauliflower mac right now. It's going to be done. And you're in my you're in my class right now. So I'm going to have it probably next week around the time when this airs. So you will be in the know because everybody will be getting that, getting that PDF that has that recipe in there. But we've done so many things with cauliflower. And I, I grew up as a mac and cheese person too. And I'm also ketogenic, but I'm alkaline plant-based ketogenic. But so I don't use like even one of the, the sauces I was talking about that I'm using for this recipe for, to making the mac is a hemp seed cheese recipe that has no dairy and it's really high in vitamin C. It's high in B vitamins because it has nutritional yeast, which is another nutrient you lose when you are stressed out. And so it has all the good things. It, it has MCT oil in it. It is like the bomb. I made it the other day because I couldn't find red bell peppers and I was freaking out. And <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't work under these conditions because everybody's buying all my supplies. So I was forced to use something that I didn't necessarily want to use. And I'm like, I love those wet make it work moments because it was a make it work moment. And I made it. And my mom is here, you know, for quarantining and all that stuff. She's like, I'm not going to be quarantined without a chef, you know. she's smart i like that's right but she cleans up the kitchen so it works out Uh, so (laughs) she was like why is this better and it's so funny that the recipe that i had been working on and have had and developed for the last two months it's so much better with these new baby peppers that everybody is pretty much finding and buying because that's all we really have access to here on the west coast and it tastes so much smokier and richer and i didn't have to add the ingredients I normally do to have that smoky flavor. And it's like a smoky, cheesy, like cheddar-y. It's so good. I mean, you could put it on. I mean, this is how bad it is. In my house with my family, I make it in the Vitamix, which I'm probably having to start making it in my food processor. So, you know, with the Vitamix, everything is stuck at the bottom. Yeah. They're like trying to like figure out with spoons and spatulas to get it out because they're like, we can't waste it. We cannot waste it. I was like, y'all, it's okay. They're like, no, no, no. There's like a fourth of a cup down there. And I'm like, okay. Y'all want to cut your fingers to get it? Go right ahead. It's not that serious. It's like the cookie dough thing. Oh, yeah. It's like that for sure. <laughs> but I love this sauce because it's ketogenic. It literally is probably like four net carbs per serving. And you could put it on broccoli. You could put it like in, you know, we put it a lot on our cauliflower nachos. That's the main way that we use it. But I've had clients use it on like, 50 different things so now i'm working on it now to make a cauliflower rice style mac and cheese it's almost there i almost had it i almost have it i can't (laughs) wait i can't wait and we'll mention i'm going to bring up the course again right after but just curious so i am most likely because i tried doing the carnivore thing in january my body did not love it um i am enjoying keto but if somebody is interested, I actually have a friend of mine that wants to learn about 
a plant-based lifestyle and you teach a keto plant-based lifestyle, how would you recommend somebody that doesn't know anything about it and has never tried anything like that get into it? Well, for me, I, the thing I have the regret of is that I wish I had known about this before when I first started going plant-based because it's so beneficial for people that diseases are prolonged or activated um, by having sugar, which definitely is the case with cancer. So I got rid of a lot of sugar stuff, but I didn't get rid of it as much as I should have because at the time when I was going through my cancer journey, I was eating raw. Um, so I would really tell people to track whatever they're eating. If they're eating plant-based to track everything, that's the thing that people don't do. They're just like, oh, I'm vegan and I could just eat all the things that have a V on it, label on it. And I'm like, Oreos are vegan. You don't need to be eating Oreos. Mm -hmm. And we get in that place where we just kind of do what everybody else is doing, you know, with all the processed products and things of that nature. So if you're tracking then you can see what's happening with your macros and your micronutrients. And when you see it like in the numbers, I'm a, I'm a big person about, you know, show me the science, but when you see it, what you're doing to yourself, you're like, yo, like I'm not having any of the things I need. There's no vitamin C over here. There's no magnesium and it's just straight like nonsense. So tracking is the first thing I would say people need to do because when you're shifting into a ketogenic lifestyle, there is a process that your body has to like switch over to and it can be difficult because I'm not going to even joke y'all that first three weeks for me was like something from the Crypt Keeper it was bad oh yeah was, me too <laughs> I was like I'm like it's, it felt worse than cancer I'm serious I'm not even playing I was like oh my gosh and I told my health coach I was like oh my goodness I am still an addict and he was like uh-huh I told you and I'm like but it's bad bro it's real bad so tracking, I would say, is important because what I didn't realize is that I was alkaline in so many ways, but I had a mineral deficiency that I didn't know. And that's why keto was hard for me because I was experiencing that those issues. And so when you track and getting your blood tested too, then I was able to say, okay, this is where I need to correct. And I know what things I need to be uploading. And, and once I started doing that, it made such a big difference. Mm -hmm. And th there's so much about out there saying you only can have 20 carbs, you only can have 30 carbs, you're going to lose weight. Da, 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 da. Think of it as a lifestyle switch and know all, learn the things that you need to learn about a ketogenic lifestyle, but then make application to what works for you. I have clients that are like, you know, doing part keto in the sense of like, okay, well, they part families keto where they eat everything vegan, but they'll have fish every once in a while. And that's what they feel they need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and you have to, you know, meet people where they are. But when you track and you're looking at things, you can see, you can go a little bit further. Like for me, when I hit 40, 40 net carbs, I can't go any past that because that's when all the crazy starts to come back. Now, like my mom who switched to this lifestyle, she's having like 80 to 100 carbs a day. She is in her 60s, looks fabulous. And she can, you know, have that extra keto treat and that popsicle and all that jazz. And my body's like, no, -uh, girl, you can't have it. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. So I can't. So it's like when you're tracking, you know, and then you don't want to go too low. I think that's the thing that people feel. It's like they see all this stuff on social media. They see all this stuff on YouTube. And they're like, oh, I only can have 15 carbs a day because I want to lose 100 pounds by someone's, you know. And I'm like, no, it's a lifestyle shift. You have to be making a switch to do this for whatever reason it is. If it is because you have anxiety and depression issues and it's being activated because you're eating too much sugar, then you need to 
like this is what I'm going to have in my toolkit to help me cope and manage this issue. If it's for blood pressure, if it's because you want to lose weight and you're overweight, especially now, because when you have more weight on your body, you're a great host when you have obesity for viruses and bacteria and diseases. So look at it for a long-term situation. And of course, later on, you can do, you know, carb cycling, you know, when you're, you have times and you have a little bit more, but it should be a situation where one, you're tracking, well, first of all, you should be getting your blood tested to see where you're at because if you have any nutritional deficiency, you need to make sure that that's going to be nipped in the bud by what you're eating. Two, you should be tracking because why I say tracking is so important is because people want to jump into this lifestyle. And if you're eating a thousand carbs a day and then you go down to like 40, it's no, you can't. <laughs> it's bad. And so bad. And you don't even know how bad you are until you track. And I'm like, when I knew... Oh my gosh, the screenshots I have in my phone. Oh man, it's so bad. It's so bad because I would have to send him what I would. He's like, just do what you normally do, but track it. And I'm like, okay, I had always track my food. That wasn't a big thing. It was all vegan. But when you start putting it in that calculator and they start telling you those numbers, you'd be like, yo, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know, it's, I started. Um... I'm doing a deeper state keto, which is really low. It's 10 grams of carbs right now because I'm trying. Whoa. Yes, I'm, I'm, uh, my body is adapting actually really well. And then I'm going to start doing uh, a little bit more, a little bit more till I get to more a regular keto lifestyle. Um, but tracking was key for me. And I remember the first, so I, in February, I went to Mexico and I would have four or five mango smoothies a day. And then I would, you know, be up at the breakfast buffet and I'd grab some, an omelet. And of course there was the pastry sitting there and I would put two on my plate. And I was, I, I, my intention was to go back to the table and eat them in front of my spouse, but I'm like, ah, oh, he'll never know. And I would eat them right there. And so for a week straight, I would just pump my body full of carbs and sugar. And then I decided, okay, enough's enough. I finally comprehend that you know for me because i'm an alcoholic alcohol is the same thing as carbs for me and i i listened on a, a podcast that talked about that and that carbs really for some people need to be put in that same category as alcohol and drugs and as soon as they said you wouldn't expect an alcoholic to drink two beers a day and just maintain that would you that is when the light bulb went on for me and i was like oh my gosh i'm i'm a sugar like i'm a carb addict Right. And for me, it was a little bit different because one thing about the cancer journey, you know, you do all this work to get physically healthy, but I hadn't done the work to get emotionally healthy. Mm -hmm. And I had had major issues with anxiety and depression just from traumas I had gone through in my younger years. And then when I started shifting into, you know, doing a ketogenic lifestyle, I realized that a lot of things went away, but I hadn't done that one emotional work, but I hadn't done the food work because I was like that was still my escape that was still my place that like even though it was more of, of a higher brow version if you want to say mm -hmm. things that I was consuming it still wasn't something that I needed to be doing it wasn't something that was benefiting me the right way and so that was that second layer of work that I had to do was like emotional it was like okay what caused me to have cancer because people are like oh you know cancer is just like you know it just happens it's genetics it's not it's so not, it's so with, it's so lifestyle. It's so not managing your stress. It's so not recovering from your traumas. And like now in my practice doing that trauma 
doing trauma recovery work with my clients that have suffered from PTSD and I myself, you know, suffer from PTSD as well. It's so rewarding because it's like, you know, that the food is one component, but there's things that actually can make you more emotionally sick and keep you in that place where you're on this wheel of anxiety, where you're on this roll wheel of spiraling down into depression. But you can, again, like I keep saying all the time is be in the driver's seat, be the CEO and run your emotional business well too. So that's why I'm happy about keto because it helped me manage those things. And so I'm not in that place up and down as I was before. And then post-cancer, I had severe damage to my right hip and my spine. And I just had gotten used to dealing with the pain. Mm -hmm. Three weeks of doing alkaline plant-based keto, it's gone. And I'm like, I have been dealing with that pain for years. And I had just accepted it. And it's such a weird feeling, I have to tell you, because I get out of bed and I'm like, okay, when is it coming back? I, I'm like, I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is it coming? Like, is it coming? Are you here? You know, and I'm like running up and down the steps. And that's when my, my, my mom... When she came to visit, she was like, okay, something is different. And I said, why? She's like, you're running up and down the steps of your house like all day long. And she says, usually you'd be like, go downstairs and give me this. Or can you go do this? Because it, it would hurt. And like everybody knows like, okay, it's your hip. It's your spine. You did too much. You worked out. Girl, I'm doing all my exercise classes, doing all these things, stuff I haven't done since college. I'm like, okay, she back. She's better than ever, 110%, as some people say. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, I love that. Um, and uh, right now, I mean, I've I've still heard people, you know, say that, well, they can't get certain groceries and they can't do certain things. But I feel like, for one, I've been given this gift of time because I do travel, you know, two to three weeks out of the month, typically. And now that I'm home, it's almost eliminated any excuse that I have to eat bad right i have time to meal prep i have time to to get the foods that i need and most of the good stuff it's it's funny here if you go to the grocery store you can't get toilet paper um you can't get a lot of meat because a lot of people just buy up all the steaks and the chicken and all that but you can get vegetables mm -hmm. <laughs> and nobody wants them i'm like are they they sleeping on the veggies i'm like <laughs> don't sleep on them they're your friends and I mean, this is something we can control right now because I've had people ask me, you know, why aren't you more stressed out? Why aren't you more upset or full of fear? And it's because I can only control so much in my life. I can't control what everybody else is doing out there other than doing my part and not going out and socializing, you know, keeping my family safe, keeping myself safe. But one thing I do have control over right now is my health. Yeah. And that's the thing I'm really hoping and I'm really hoping. I, I think I was a little bit frustrated, you know, when we had our, our our session with, you know, all of our other entrepreneur women. I was frustrated because I'm teaching so much and it's like I'm feeling the frustration from the doctors that are having me do these education series. And they're like, why are people not doing it? Why are people not taking this whole thing seriously? And when I accept it, it's like, okay, my job is to be the educator. And if you receive it, then great. If you don't, that's not on me. That's on you. You have to be the one that's responsible for that and not taking that on. And it was hard for me. Like I literally had to have a conversation with my grandfather and he was just like, you have to see it from this perspective. And I needed a moment to like get there. But when it comes to like, 
stressing about this. I've been so on easy street and that's the funny part because I know what I need to do and I'm just staying consistent because it's something I can control. Yes, for me, I can't go outside. I am an immunity compromised person. I have a blood disorder post-cancer as well. So I'm like, they're like, my doctor has been very clear. If you get this virus, it is not going to be pretty. Okay. So he's yeah. like, do not play. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm cool. I'm like, as long as the veggies can be delivered, we good. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> I'm fine. And they keep coming because I keep ordering them. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because they're everywhere. I mean, you go into the store and that's the only thing that's not sold out. And it's actually crazy. You know, because you can make smoothies, you can make so many different things. I mean, I eat protein, um, you know, like meat based proteins as well. But yeah, I just find it insane that it's you walk in and the grocery store actually actually looks completely normal until you walk to the back of it. Yeah. And then that's the funny part to me is like, I, you know, I'm shopping for all these people and it's like every single time when I build these grocery carts, it's kind of like a crapshoot. You don't know what's going to happen. But I can guarantee that every single vegetable I order is going to be there. Like, they may not get the TP, they may not get the paper towels, but they are going to get that red bell pepper. They are going to get that, you know, cauliflower. They are going to get all the kale. It's going to show up. And they're like, only vegetables show up. And I'm like, and the problem is what? <laughs> what are you upset about? And I'm like, be happy, okay? So Tell us about the course because I just started taking it and uh, I have to dive into it. Obviously, I just registered the other day, but why don't you tell everybody about the course that you've created now? Okay, so this is a five-day healthy habit series. It's so simplistic and so actionable. The first day is how to open your internal pharmacy, and it's basically teaching you how to make that pharmacy to help you immunally, to help you with stress, and how the body actually works, and where your internal pharmacy is located, and how you might actually be closing it. The second day is how to boost your immunity in the kitchen, like what foods, what herbs, what spices you need to be having in all your foods. The third day is what is your SOS plan? Like how are you dealing with stress? Do you have a way to strive over stress? And then in order to do that, you have to have cert make, cert make certain lifestyle modifications, incorporating things like breathing and tapping and using essential oils. And then what foods are going to be the best resources to help you combat and manage your stress. Day four is about how to detoxify because we have so much toxicity in our system from the standard American diet. We don't know how to detoxify our systems. Our bodies do naturally detoxify, but there is actually several different ways that you can activate detoxification from your body. And I, in, this, in that day, we talk about 10 different ways, but then there's also a printable PDF that you have that has it all broken down for you. And this is the thing about this. People are like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed with all the different things. I said, you pick two things from each section that you can work on, mm -hmm. that you have the materials for, and you don't have to be overwhelmed. And then you get through the whole process. And then on the fifth day, we just do COVID-19 wellness. What's the newest information that's coming out? What are the doctors learning now that I'm connected with that are saying, okay, hey, last week we said this, but now you need to also do this. Like we had one thing for last week and now it's like we added three more things that are like crucial when it comes to prevention and also in some cases when it comes to treatment and helping your immune system to be better naturally with food resources and holistic resources. And everybody's like, okay, my gosh, it changed. It, it added another layer on. 
and this is the thing i wanted this to be a space where people were actually able to not only learn actionable steps but to be able to see it so every week i do a cooking class live on zoom so y'all all know what zoom is now <laughs> yes they do so you come into my kitchen and we do three different things based on people's suggestions this week we're doing a pizza and with in addition to the pizza we're also making um, i call them yum yum bars they're made with peanut butter and uh cacao because cacao is high magnesium so you get to eat chocolate and there's no sugar darling so you can overload so when you're having that stress moment they're like fat bomb bars, but they're sold a bomb. And then everybody's been asking about dips because they're going to the store and they're like, we can't find any dips. So I came up with a hemp seed ranch dip with artichokes. Girl, oh. it's so good. Okay. It only has one net carb per serving just for you keto people out there. Uh oh. okay. so You're making me hungry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go download those PDFs because you'll see the pictures of the stuff and you'll really be upset. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that later. And then outside of the course, there's another chef that I um, collaborate with and she's on the East Coast. And so we've started doing these um, how to cook during quarantine sessions. And so we're going to have a taco off this Sunday coming up and I'm going to do my Brussels sprout maple tacos. I'm probably, I was thinking about doing a jicama tortilla, but I might do one with coconut flour, almond flour. Cause I know a lot of people probably have picked those up. So we might do two different tortillas that you can use, but my Brussels sprout maple taco meat is like so bomb. So, and that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow on IG. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. I'm writing all these. What time is that at? It's 12.30 Pacific Standard Time and 3.30 Eastern for her because she's on the East Coast. Okay. Um, and then, so if somebody <laughs> wanted to sign up for the course, which I highly recommend you do, I mean, now is the absolute perfect time to do something like that. How would they do that? They would go to veggiesarebay.com because that's the relationship you want to be in. And that's V-E-G-G-I-E-S-A-R-E bae.com and this is the thing i reduced the course price so much because i want people to be in it it's only nine dollars and once you're in the course you stay in it meaning like i'm going to be teaching this course every week while we're in quarantine so when we have updated stuff i'm going to go live and teach that stuff updated if it's not you'll have the, the access to the modules and you can go back and listen to the replays of stuff for refreshers but I'm doing the live cooking course every cooking um, session every week. I'm doing the live COVID-19 wellness every week. So you're going to have interaction with me. And then the thing in this is that when you're in register for this course, you're put into my holistic HIPAA compliant app. So not only are you in a chat space with all the other participants, but you also have one-on-one -on -one interaction with me. So I have office hours every week. So if you're like feeling stressed and you need some tips on what to do about breathing, I'm also certified as an EFT practitioner, so I can give you some affirmations and talk you through that process. So you're not alone. You don't have to be in this place where you're getting overwhelmed, watching way too much kooky, crazy stuff on TV. You actually have a credentialed resource to reach out to. And, and you know, I get messages all the time, like, you know, hey, like, I am like having an anxiety attack and I want to know what I need to make right now. Can you send me a recipe or which one of the recipes in the modules do I need to have? Because I need to calm myself down. I had that happen today. And I told the person, I'm like, go in there and make the chia pudding 
with the raspberries and the blueberries. And like they made it and they're like, oh my gosh, I felt so much better in an hour. And they're like, it was so easy. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> Simple. Right. <laughs> I think people just need to listen a little yeah. more. <laughs> well, not just listen, but like make application. Cause you know, there, there's a difference between hearing and listening, you know, cause when you hear something, it's like when you're little and your mom says, take out the trash and you hear it, but you don't do anything. When your mom says, take out the trash, listening is hearing it and then taking the trash out. So there's a difference between hearing and listening. Listening means that you have to be an active participant. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way when I was a child. And if my mom is listening to this, she'll probably laugh. But she used to always tell me to clean my room, clean my room. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I will. I will. I will. And I came home from school. I think I was about eight years old. And she had actually thrown everything in my room out <gasps> the out the window and I was on the second floor and so when I walked in my bedroom I'm looking going where's all my stuff and my window was open and as I looked outside everything was on the lawn wow so mother I like her yeah (laughs) (laughs) I learned at a very young age that if you say you heard them you probably should take action and do it Right. I love that. That's a good story. That's a good story. Oh, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Um, we don't forget those ones. Ooh, no. <laughs> it, see, I'm not even a parent, but if you want your child to clean their room, just do that. Oh, yeah. Right? That or, or charge them rent. My mom did that. Oh, yeah. My mom did too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, as long as you're staying here, you're paying. So, right. yeah. But, you know, it made me who I am today. So, I do want to touch on your podcast. Um, What inspired you to create the podcast? (laughs) Um, Two things. One thing, (laughs) a documentary came out and everybody was going vegan. But when they were going vegan and I saw a post on social media, I was really excited. But people were like, oh, my God, I can eat Pringles. I can eat Oreos. And they were eating that for breakfast. And I was like, oh, my God, no. (laughs) No, you need to like know the ABCs and one, two, threes of how to transition and don't do it the wrong way. And then the other thing is my family, they never, ever want to really talk about food because they're like, we're not going to be able to match with with you because you read too much and you know things that we don't know. <laughs> so when they have a health problem or the doctor says, hey, you got to take this pill, I'm always the first call. And they're like, okay, don't tell me anything. I don't want to talk about it. I just want you to tell me what veggies I need to buy and how to cook it. And I'm like, oh, we ain't going to talk about it, but we going to veg about it. We going to get into the veggies. And they're like, oh, just tell me what I do. So that's why I, you know, my background is in education. So it's a very school-wise session. And, you know, it's developed and grown since then because initially I had, like, only long form shows. And then people were like, we want extra credit sessions. So that's why I started doing veggies are Bay extra credit. And then people wanted to hear from other experts in the field. So I branched out and started doing professional veggie slayers, people like me who help people change their life and utilize food as medicine. And then um, I started doing good mood food and we have like game shows on certain episodes. I rap, I sing, I'm like very different when it comes to educating when I was a teacher I was a teacher who like tap dance on the desk and you know did spelling tests with shaving cream and I'd be like give everybody shaving cream and they'd have to spell out their words or here's your pack of jello and throw it down on the desk and you're going to spell out your words so I'm I that's how I taught and so I've applied that to the podcast as well to like 
get you invited, to get you excited to do things and hopefully, you know, transform your kitchen and start making those holistic shifts so that you can not have health debt because when you have health debt, you have disease. And I don't want people to learn the hard way like I did. So. Right. And it's a great podcast for those of you who have not checked it out, go show Annette some love and go check it out and, and rate it, do a review. Cause it, it's, it's fantastic. So you have so many great resources. How can people get a hold of you? Um, probably the easiest way is, just reaching out to me on social media. So on IG, um, I'm at that veggie girl. So that veggie and girl is spelled G-U-R-L. Or look for me with Let's Veg About It podcast. Make sure you put that podcast so you can find my podcast page. So you can email me there, DM me there, or you can just send me an email to veggiesarebay at gmail. And then go to veggiesarebay.com. That's where I put most of my content. I have a That Veggie Girl website, but... I got so busy with doing my new course and then all this stuff happened. I have not been able to fix it to make it look the way I want to. So it's coming, but we are in this quarantine mode and I'm just trying to be a resource to support people through this process, whether it's emotional wellness or it's just getting back on track with, you know, you know, falling in love with food as medicine. Wow. Thank you, Annette, so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you and what you do for everybody. And I really hope that people, uh, I'm sure they're going to get a lot out of this and they take advantage of the course because it is such a great, uh, it, it's the, what do we call it? The white, white tag special right now? Well, purple tag, red tag, it's so, it's so many different things. I want to say one thing before you say that, though. One thing about you, um, because I have a magazine. It's a, it's normally a printed magazine, but we're going to do this, the March edition for National Nutrition Month. We're going to do a digital version of it. And you wrote a fantabulous article. Like, it's so good, and it's so actionable, and I just, like, it was exactly what I needed. And so you're a contributor in Veggies Are Bay magazine for the National Nutrition Month issue. And it's also going to have a COVID wellness insert from all the interviews I've been doing with different people in the field about what holistic chefs, shifts, not chefs, but there are some chefs. Um, <laughs> some chefs? <laughs> yes. What, what holistic shifts we need to be making to protect our immune systems and also you know how to do it and so there's so many different experts and there's tons of stuff in there and that's going to be available by the time this podcast is aired it's going to be up for sale and download but it's going to come out march the 31st so that, that is exciting and thank you again for letting me be part of that because that was a big deal for me being able to contribute like that oh and it's so good like i mean reaching out to people and i mean everybody can't do everything i know that but for me when you're in a position where you're doing something new in your business and you have this certain standard it's so amazing to collaborate with people that actually can do what you want and you execute it so well so y'all have to get the magazine because it ain't free you gotta download <laughs> it and then you ain't gonna be able to read her article unless you get your own copy and then you're gonna have all the recipes from all these other chefs myself and just all the things that you need to keep your, your body healthy and well. Well, thank you so much, Annette. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. This was an honor and it was fun. It was. We'll do it again. All right. Okay. <laughs> so did you get a ton of information out of that episode? I sure hope so. I know I did. I am so grateful for Annette. She completely inspires me. 
and I'm glad she's part of the Rise and Bloom group and that we got to meet. I also was featured in her most recent edition of Veggies Are Bay magazine, where I get to share some of my story and also some of my tips to staying healthy. So thank you, Annette. It was just such an honor to be part of that uh, group of amazing women who got to contribute to your most recent edition. So you can check it out on veggiesarebay.com. I will leave a link in the show notes like I mentioned. And I mentioned I have a course coming up and it's almost complete now. I'm ready to launch the beta testing portion of the group. So I will be accepting 10 people into the course for a very discounted price. The price is typically $197 for three months total. That's all in. And in that, you get some one-on-one coaching. You're going to get some focus on fixing your mindset and habits. And we're going to try and reach some goals over three months. And so I'm currently accepting 10 people into that. If you want to be a part of the beta testing program, enter my Facebook page group. It is the Road to Health podcast. And so if you sign up for the group and you're a part of that, you're going to see when I post the link. And then I'm going to give a discount code and the first 10 people that sign up for the course will get that discounted rate. And you will also have a lifetime membership within the group, which typically the lifetime VIP membership is going to be about $297 in that you'll get some discounts on coaching and all that. But I'll get into the details later. Just wanted to let you know if you want to be a part of that beta testing group, the 10 people that I'm going to focus on for the next three months, make sure you join the Facebook group, the Road to Health podcast, and you can be a part of that. And guys, until next time, be safe out there. That wraps up another episode of the Road to Health podcast, where my goal is to provide you with content that not only inspires you, but also provides information and strategies that you can use to implement in your own journey. I know from experience, it can be super hard to make healthy lifestyle changes that actually stick. I've worked with people to help them define their goals and identify the roadblocks that stop them from achieving them. If you would like to take advantage of a free 30-minute call to figure out how to achieve your goals, visit my website today at www.theroadtohealth.me. When you're there, make sure you download the latest copy of my five tips to stay in positive while working from home. And until next time, be safe and healthy.